Yep. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Rob. This is Ryan. And you're listening to Frontier. Today, we're bringing you an- another episode. And I know that we've had quite a lull in our, uh, in our episodes. We've taken, we've taken a bit of a break as things are getting crazy. We're getting back. Ryan and I are both going back to our, our full-time jobs. The summer is over. Um, you know, both, both doing full-time teaching. And things are just, of course, weird in all over the nation just things are messed up and not where they should be it's like somebody came up like it's like in between every single block somebody takes your sharps and flats and just like moves them around and that's kind of how life (laughs) is right now like you just don't really know when you're going to be hitting your e flat or if that's actually not an e flat and uh you know I'm, i'm sure that you guys can all relate to that uh there's been a large level of needing to cope with things that that we've never had to deal with before uh, yeah, Ryan, you got yeah. anything to add? They, you know, they say variety is the spice of life, but I think uh, I think life has been spicy enough for uh, a little while. Too hot, too hot. That's right. <laughs> yeah, anytime we want to tame the heat down would be fantastic. That is right. Please, universe, th- you know, <laughs> please reconsider. Um, yeah, so I know, I know, like with me, I've been looking for houses and it's been like an absolutely negative experience doing so because of the just how weird the market is um the uh going back to school i'm doing remote learning but i have to be in my classroom and so i've got to teach virtually like each class twice a week and i've got kids that i can't possibly mute them all fast enough to keep it silent to be productive i'm like thinking of three things i'm like all right watching the side screen trying to mute this kindergartner mute this kindergartner meanwhile this other one's popping up i can hear these parents in the background saying things that i don't want anybody else to hear and uh it's been a really crazy experience for me ryan how are you you've got a now you right we're, we're in school yeah, so yeah we're in school. So we're in school five days a week. Um, I teach four of the five days. So I get, uh, I'm not in every Friday, um, but we're doing like band showcases. So even on Fridays, I'm in at work either at, you know, the football game um, that we've had one home game for or our band showcase, which we had our first band showcase Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're in, we're in, five days a week and it's the the most difficult part is the figuring out the sharing thing and obviously we've we've worked to eliminate all that so we have all of our middle school kids are working on their practice pads and bell kits that they got when they first started percussion which some of them have really had to go dig in to find um but it's been nice to go back and and work on major scales and and all that stuff with them and work on sticking patterns and the high school kids um, I have a separate room where I pull the percussionist out too and, and get to work some fundamental skills with them and, and just taking some time. I reevaluated basically everything after the end of my first year at the school and just was like, all right, I want to redo how I teach percussion basically um, and how I approach a, a curriculum. And, and we restarted with that and we're all working on a stick control right now, which has been a blessing and a curse because you figure out what kids struggle with like this is my right hand and this is my left hand (laughs) Um, but it's been super cool to take a step back and not have to focus on like percussion ensemble or anything that is like indoor performance related because we still don't know like 
when are we going to have a concert? Maybe December, maybe May, maybe next school year, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's been it's been crazy. Life besides that, like I've been better about recharging my batteries, which has been my biggest thing in 2021 or tw- whatever year this is, 2020, hopefully 2021 soon. <laughs> but uh, for me, just allowing myself to recharge my battery because, uh, you know, I'm 33 years old now and I've been going really hard at this band thing for a really long time and starts to starts to take its toll if you don't uh do some things for yourself so i've been just relaxing watching some netflix and taking sundays and watching football there you go yeah that's nice that's nice and at least the you know the weather's changing so it's not miserable yes. to go outside right now yes yeah my dog and i who you can who hopefully you cannot hear is outside uh barking trying to come back in but uh, i'm gonna let him go chase squirrels for a little while longer we we went on a nice like two and a half mile run today amazing weather it's so nice outside it's crazy nice so there is that that is the good thing you know we have nice weather right now yeah pretty soon it's gonna be a jeans and hoodies weather which is (laughs) a-okay yeah Right, the real marching band weather. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so speaking of odd times, obviously we have all had to cope, and it sounds like Ryan is coping really well. He's he's realized that hand-to-hand problems and height-to-height problems are still the same, no matter what what type of uh, what how the universe is treating him. The you know percussion is still the same, and I'm sure that all of you front ensemble people out there are finding new ways to cope. Um, so Ryan and I teach at, at one shared high school and kids are wearing masks. They're all at least six feet apart. Uh, the band directors are nails about during full ensemble and marching band giving like mask on mask off times and giving the kids time to drink water, knowing they know exactly when it's appropriate to have them on. Some of them have these cut masks, which I, I question how great these cut masks are, but they're cut so they can put like their mouthpiece in between them or something. Um, I guess maybe like if you play flute, that keeps the keeps your wind from spraying all over the place. But like you know, we're all finding ways to cope with this. Um, Ryan, at your other at your school that you're that you're mostly full time at, what how is how are things different right now? Um, I mean, basically the same. You know, we're. Uh we're wearing masks you know the kids have to put their masks on every time we reset because they're walking around by each other that kind of stuff all of our drills six feet apart all of that i mean it's you know we've taken to the guidelines in ohio like you gotta be six feet apart that kind of stuff we can only have 60 at our football games um and in ohio you they cut halftime down to 10 minutes which is like the minimum that you can have so like some marching bands are able to do shows in that time and and some are not like the marching band that rob and i both teach they're able to do their show in a half time um but again the school that i'm at full time is only allowed 60 members based on uh where we can put our bleachers and whatnot that we put the band in um so we just do like a little pet band thing and then we can only have 575 people in our stadium um audience members 
in our stadium. Uh, so everything is just smaller. You know, the crowds are smaller. The crowds are feel like they're farther away. But we did our first, uh, like I said um, a minute ago, we did our first band showcase, which is just uh, the marching band performing like pep tunes, all of our pep tunes, Star Spangled Banner, the fight song, the alma mater, um, some cadences, a front ensemble tune, doing some little like brass and woodwind features, and basically just everything that we've been working on um, and doing that for the parents and an audience and and we can only sell a limited number of tickets but it also helps with you know the fundraising and and we're not you know we're very careful about who we do the ticket stuff for like this past friday was our eighth grade middle school night so our seventh and eighth graders all got like a ticket for them and their parents and and they could come and again we we did the numbers and it fell below the 575 but it was nice to get to recruit middle school kids by them getting to see the marching band and that kind of stuff. Cause otherwise eighth grade band night at the football game is definitely not existing this year. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's hard. That's gotta be hard for numbers for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, so as you're, you know, obviously things are changed, but in, there's zero competitions, but are your kids growing? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, Yes, they're growing. They're growing more individually. Um, like individual growth, I see just tons and tons of, of progress in my students at the, at the school that I'm at and then the school that we both teach. I see, you know, a tremendous amount of progress in the students individually. The hard part, the part that uh, it's not a struggle necessarily, but it makes it interesting at times is that our ensemble growth is uh, leaves some room for improvement. Like we play, the kids play pretty well individually, but when they go to play together, it doesn't happen. So it's yeah. like, we got seven kids in the front ensemble or eight kids in the front ensemble. And you're like, all right, if I just, if I were at a mixer listening through head, headphones and like mute, unmute, mute, unmute, mute, unmute. I'd be like, yeah, these kids are great. And then when I unmute all eight channels, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so <laughs> and now is that because of a shortened amount of rehearsal time every week? For, because uh, we didn't quite get, you know, spring and band camp? Yeah, I mean, we lost a bunch of band camp. We lost about 30 hours worth of rehearsal at band camp. But also part of it is like, I have in my front ensemble, I have a senior um who played vibraphone last year and he's doing a great job but he was like thrust into the leadership center marimba role and then i've got uh sophomores and freshmen okay you know we and need so they're just like super young yeah yeah you've got you've got some growing years ahead we yeah, need like you know the deer in the headlights look like we were getting ready to start our showcase on friday that look we were getting ready to start our, our showcase on Friday. And I was like joking around with uh, the other front ensemble instructor and whatnot. And I looked over at the kids and I just saw the white of their eyes. And I saw one marimba player that just looked like she was about to have a meltdown oh, and start God. crying. And so I walked over and I was just like, guys, 
just breathe. It's going to be all right. We're going to have fun. We're going to play well. We're going to do all those things. She looked at me. She's like, Brian, I'm about to cry. I can't do this. It's <laughs> like, yes, you can. <laughs> have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> That poor girl. That's that's too bad. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta have those. At least, at least it's happening. Moments. You know, like at least it's happening this year, though, and not like the first competition we go out and she's doing this, and then we like don't play together, and then she feels like she's the one who you know lost, cost the band points or placements or whatever, and it's like right. So it's low stress, but yeah, it's a good, it's a great year to break those barriers and try to do you know get that experience in mm-hmm. we should come up with surrogate names for our the places that we work at like <laughs> like fantastic high school high school with things left to be desired high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah but okay so that's really cool yeah like so you said a lot of individual growth and that means like i think copper's going crazy in the background dude. you can hear him now you can i think hear him so now? All right. All right. Well, I guess I'll cut, I'll cut out this moment so I can go let this, the dog in. You know what? He could have partially opened the door. He's like let himself in previously. Uh, when we actually, when we were recording a podcast, he like found a way to slide the glass door open by like pushing <laughs> on the side of it and just like squeezed his body in like a six inch opening. And um, he's pretty nuts when he's determined, but all right, I'll be right back. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he, uh, he opened the door about an inch or two, which is why you could suddenly hear him. <laughs> His mouth was probably like right inside the door. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, let me in. He's nuts. He's nuts. He's great though. Okay. So, and then the, so like individually, these kids are growing, but if they're not growing as a group, does it matter? Uh, yeah, it definitely matters. I mean, they, they need to feel a sense of individual accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and, and we're the school I've, I'm at, this is the fourth year of existence for it. And we compete in a class where it's like, it's, you know, in our circuit, it's called open class, but it's the class that's got like the BOA semifinalist and finalist in it. So we're, it's competitive marching band, but is it really competitive when you're competing with those groups? Um, and so and and we had this talk early on with the kids of like we can go this route or this route what what do you guys want to do just just in terms of like recruitment numbers because our options were to march a smaller battery and a smaller front ensemble or to just march a large front ensemble and there were pros and cons to both so we talked to the kids and because the last thing we want to do is say, all right, we're going to march a large front ensemble. And then half the kids quit. And it's like, all right, we're a small front ensemble and no battery. Yeah. Um, and what'd they go with? So what's that? And what, what did they choose? They chose battery and front ensemble. So like we're, our entire percussion section is, is uh, four snares, three tenors, two marimbas, five vibes and a synth. 
Yeah. So it's like weird numbers too. Um, but it, what it allowed me to do was to just focus on getting all the kids to develop their hands, you know, and put kids in a position where they can be successful on, you know, either a flat drum or a keyboard and they can learn to play four mallets and they can learn to play paradiddles and they can learn to play rudiments and, and all of this stuff. And, you know, we are seeing some, some ensemble growth. The problem is the consistency in that. But the individual growth, like I can look at any kid, like the girl that I was just talking about that was like ready to cry Friday night. Like she really hadn't played four mallets much before this year. And now she's playing it and, and looks fine doing it. Yeah. You know, I've got a vibe player who, you know, was actually an, an, an injured guard member who plays flute in a concert band, wants to be in marching band. So we put her on the fifth vibe and she doesn't look like she's not a percussionist. That's great. You know, which is awesome. I've got kids that like could barely play 12 major scales. Well, could barely play three major scales, let alone 12 last year that are now playing all 12 major scales. So I think that the individual growth is still super important. And I see it a ton when we go to this during school stuff, because we do no marching band during the school day. But when we get the concert band classes, like they've grown tremendously in how they communicate as just human beings and how they can move their hands. So it's like, yeah, the ensemble growth is not really happening, but the individual growth has been so much that it will eventually happen. Now, the question then becomes, will it happen before the end of the season, whenever that happens to be, you know, the end of next month or hopefully not, but sooner? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. How do you, what are, what is your take on, like you have a, you have another school that you work with that I'm not at. What is, what is the take there? Like, are they seeing some individual growth and some ensemble growth? Um, I'd say that, so in a lot of ways, the program was set to be a BOA, like finalist at some time in the next couple of years, they were like, they, they like vocalized those goals. The band director said, we want to do this. They talked to their design team about doing that. And I think in a way they've taken this year, they've taken huge steps back away from that, from like, and like, you know, everybody's coping with what we're with, like how the world is differently. And some of them are coping in a way that's like, like our shared school, we'll call it high school. Fantastic. Like those kids are, you know, fantastic high school. I've got zero complaints. Like the kids are nails. They, I think I've seen some pretty awesome growth. The kids learn because they want to learn. I don't, ha we don't have to be like, well, you're going to lose, you know, unless you do better here. Like the kids literally want to learn it and they, they, they like spend their time in between reps repping and it's fantastic. And then at the other school, I see from the top down things, not necessarily going as well as they should be or could be. And um, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's a time of year that like a program, every, every inch of a program is tested. Like the integrity of everybody is tested from like how great the kids are at, at habitualizing their, their good habits to 
the band director's ability to, to plan and uh, goal, goal set goals, um, or are they just skating through this year? I know that you know our fantastic high school band director has mentioned that there were there was a program or two that he knew of where the band director saw like, oh, no competitions. Well, then fine, no high, no marching band this year, and you know I guess that at least they're not they're not learning this year, but they're not necessarily taking poor steps or learning bad steps. But then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. I'd say that individually there is some growth. Program wise, there is some growth, but it's nothing that I look at and I'm like, um, or, you know, it's it's nothing compared to our shared high school. Or it's it's really just kind of like in the music that they got. It was like, all right, here's an off year, right? And here's your off year <laughs> music. And that's to me, that's really obvious. Um, and it's a shame. It's a shame. Like. I don't think that the writers in general have like, you know, as, as techs and teachers, we're, we're very individual oriented and like we communicate with these kids individually so constantly that we know that, you know, this bar, bar 37, whatever, if this kid can nail this, the first half of this triplets or it's six tuplets, whatever, whew, we're happy with that. But the music that's been handed out to them is not even like, let's learn something new. It's like, let's rehash. And, um, have an off here. Like it's just been set in stone. And so that, that's a shame to me. That's a huge shame. Um, you're fan, but fantastic high school where you and I are both at, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we've seen these kids grow a lot, but as you mentioned, like we've got a vibe player there that the kid didn't learn his major scales over the indoor season as an eighth grader walking in and then struggled here this year. He and another freshman or sophomore or whatever, and this year they both have learned their scales and they're holding four mallets, even though that wasn't something that they were used to. They're doing alternating strokes. They're like, just, a, it's a, it's, they continue to grow without a whole lot of ex, um, extrinsic, uh, extrinsic motivation being thrown at them. And it's, it's real inspiring for me personally. Um, and what, so I, I want to talk about this because you, you mentioned this to me after, during a rehearsal where you gave, I mean, you know, vibraphone player X a compliment and he was like, uh, what? <laughs> what can you what did you tell him again what can you, can you so mind i don't remember it? what the i don't remember what the compliment was i think it was how he was playing the the glock just yeah. like he was playing it with like super high velocity strokes and it just did not sound good it sounded like real pingy and so i just told him i was like all right we gotta we get i tried to explain it as like we gotta warm the sound up a little bit and not hit it as hard and he looked at me he's like so more velocity? No, less <laughs> velocity. So we, that was the information. Then, the, then we played the rep and I went up and I was like, hey man, that sounded really, really good. And he looked at me real confused. He's like, wait, so I did it right? <laughs> what? Yes. yes. <laughs> Somebody who like has that deer in the headlights. Like, I will preface, yeah, I will preface this by saying that you and I have both given this kid some tough love. Oh, so for, sure. for him, for for him to think that I was being sarcastic, is not out of the realm of possibility. I I know you you shared that with me, and I just immediately had to reflect as like a teacher and be like, "Oops." 
it's just he's in such a weird position though because he's like you know entering along with such experienced players and even his older brother was a really great marimba player who just left a couple of years ago and so he's like coming in and he's trying to fill in these big shoes and we look at him and we've got these huge expectations and more than not he fulfills these expectations so we just i know that we are just like landing on him landing on him like all right well how good can you get and uh I think I think like he reached he's reached a point now to where we have like successfully challenged him and sometimes we forget that he is so far beyond the realm of what a normal eighth grader would be or ninth grader would be doing and mm -hmm. uh, so to to child child X vibraphone X who if you hear this or not probably won't because you don't listen to our podcast or us during rehearsal sometimes um, <laughs> we appreciate you and <laughs> we want you to know that for sure. Um, you yeah. bring up a good point, like in that kind of situation. Like that's a that's a kid that is like younger, going into a very like a, a strong front ensemble. Like let's call it what it is. That front ensemble is, is really strong. Yeah. Um, and like the front ensemble that I have at my high school is very very young, and not strong. And like in both of those situations, we're like super tough. You know, I know I am super tough when kids are like first learning out and tr trying to get them to be as good as they can be as fast as they can be so they can get beyond like that current level that they're at. But, you know, it's it <laughs> it made me take a step back just kind of like you of like, oh, yeah, we got to tell kids they're doing stuff well, too, <laughs> you know, as we're as we're measuring this, like. And, and we do. We're not. We we're do. not just yeah. like you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You suck. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, but, we're usually pretty good about that. But no, yeah. But I think they remember the your wrong moments more so than the your right moments. Yeah. And it's you know it's something that I've had to think about a lot recently, and I'm still having to think about. Um, where it's like, all right, so our performance Friday didn't go so hot but I still got to tell them like they still individually did a really good job and they felt good about what they did. So I got to let them have that. And I got to tell them that. And then on rehearsal on Monday at rehearsal, I got to be like, all right, so these things were good and these things were not good. And we got to address these things as soon as possible, you know? So I think as we're, you know, today's topic is about growth and measuring growth and, and basically everything to do with like individual ensemble growth. I think that's one of the things that I got to think about as an educator still. And I think everybody needs to think about every once in a while. It's just the kids are doing stuff right. Even when we're super frustrated and it's like, this is terrible and this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. There's still a lot of really good things going on. Um, so yeah, and I'm kind of just talking to myself out loud right now, so I don't go in guns blazing tomorrow to rehearsal too. <laughs> Heard that. Hey, so here's a here's one for you. Do you feel like you have grown? How do you feel like you have grown as an instructor this year during this weird time? Oh, I've done way more investment in like fundamentals and individual kids' growth and less of like all right, let's nix this thing and nix this thing and nix this thing to make it as good as possible. But I'm, you know, I'm trying to, my, my biggest goal was coming in to be patient 
and what the kids like let the kids struggle it's all right if they're learning and they're still struggling it's fine they're they're trying to figure something out um so that has been my biggest area of growth that i hope continues on when when hopefully knock on wood we go back to competitive normal marching band next year is that you know i will continue to let kids struggle for longer in terms of education because at the end of the day you know my philosophy is that marching band is still educational you know and i know some people will go out there to compete and whatnot and for me i don't want to go out and feel embarrassed but i also have no aspirations of like we have to go out and win yeah so yeah yeah, it's definitely weird, especially on a competition year to where you have to be like, all right, well, the kid is struggling, but they have to learn this. And then, but also we don't want to damage them by having their struggle obvious during a performance. Uh, and during a competition year, those performances are so much more frequent. Um, and right now I know, yeah, like similarly, we're just able to kind of put them on the burner, put them on the back burner like let it heat up slowly um and not having to change our standard or change our expectation for mm -hmm. an immediate performance which is kind of big yeah so moving forward like you know fingers crossed there's something that happens with indoor this year um whether it's competition or not what do you do you have any predictions here well Hold on, before we talk about indoor, where, where do you feel like your growth has been? Oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I may have may have like cruised right on past that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I um, it's definitely been a weird year. I don't know exactly. I feel like I have grown in patience and resilience this year. Um. I definitely realize that certain things, I, I feel like there are times that I spout and I talk to kids and I've said things very factually and not very like enthusiastically. Whereas in the past I would, I'd be like really into selling it. And this year I feel like I've kind of done a bad job about making sure I sell the information. And I've kind of, at some points I've just been like, I can see like a blank stare in the kid's eye and then I can tell that I just like dropped a monotone as I like spout this fact like maybe I'm just like not reacting well to like him he or she not listening at all and uh, so I'm just like and you know of course if this doesn't happen then this isn't going to happen and we would need that to happen in order for this to take place so do everything you can to make sure that this happens and uh yeah you're doing great cool we all good here sweet thanks and so I feel like in a way I've done a kind of a bad job about selling some information in that manner things i've grown on though are definitely patience and resilience and when when that kid is struggling instead of being mad and like well i guess i'm not usually pretty mad about it but instead of like try like turning up the heat i still just let it sit back there and i'll just be like all right well this still needs to happen and i think you can do this and i'm going to give you tiny bits of information but i'm not going to change our goals here, like our goal is still for you to be able to play all these scales. Our goal is still for you to have those, um, keep those tacit mallets taciting and not moving up, up and down. Um, and then letting the kid really just think about that on their own. I feel like that has helped the individual growth of the, of these players quite a bit. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like this year has been more 
definitely more long term long term than short term. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where we both feel like we grew the most in terms of like keeping the long game in mind. Yeah, definitely. Which it's cool bringing it back to basics and like really just being able to be like, look, well, you can you can either get your double laterals going or you can't. So there's that, you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not there's like no other weird reason or like show chunk for these kids to learn the double lats, but I'm still rehearsing them at, you know, my school, high school B and um, kids are still into it for the most part. And if they're not like, they're not. And if they don't choose to do double laterals by the end of the season, like then we'll still be working on other things, but that's right. returns really their loss and their program's loss. Um, but yeah, what was my, where, where did I go from here? You brought up I, indoor. So that's right. That's right. So my, I think indoor is going to happen in some way or another. Um, there's been a couple of, uh, what's the word, surveys that WGI has sent out about um, virtual options, just in case they have to go completely virtually or partially virtually or whatever of like, you know, would your group participate if there was a virtual season? Would your group participate if it was virtual, virtual but not competitive or virtual and competitive? Do you want it to be like strictly an overhead camera or do you want it to be like multiple camera angles and you edit the video? Basically like putting together like a music video type deal. Yeah. And then like submitting that video to do a, a live stream through flow marching or WGI or something or other like that. Um, WGI, I know, is supposed to have an announcement by the end of September of what is going to happen. Coming up soon. Um, so soon. Um, I don't know. I've heard rumors of, like, a delayed start to the season. I've also heard rumors of it being 100% virtual. I've heard rumors of like mostly virtual and then in-person finals or in-person at the end or you know I've heard a delayed start and potentially all in person yeah but you know I think it's I think even when they come out with their announcement at the end of September it's still gonna be like a a wait and see as we get closer to that yeah you know I think I think a lot of groups are hoping that indoor will happen. I'll be interested to see how many groups, if it's virtual, do it, you know, especially um, weighing a couple things. One, like just getting the kids to want to do it when it's non-competitive. Cause I know at like every band that I work with, whether I write for there or teach for there, there's been a couple kids that were like, well, this isn't competitive, so I'm out. This yeah. is like com the competition is what drives me. Yeah, and I'm always like, see ya. Yeah, seriously, um, like no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, you know, like will they get the kids to do it? And you know, one of the things that I'm weighing when I answered those surveys, you know, I, I to be completely honest, I had to put down. I don't know if my group will participate in it only for the fact that like if it's virtual there's obviously 
there are um, advantages to doing that. Like they can still hire judges. You can still get feedback. You can still do those things. You can still, you know, operate like a normal indoor season, that kind of thing. But so we're a concert group. We're not a marching indoor drum line. We're a concert percussion ensemble, like class A percussion ensemble. Um, at the same time, I can do that with my kids virtually, or I can just do an after school, like percussion ensemble and teach them a bunch of different pieces of music and do that kind of thing. And then not have to worry about like, well, where can I get to videotape this performance at? Like, cause I gotta have a space big enough that I can get up and back to take a video of. And then if it's competitive, like I gotta have good sound equipment to record off of. Yeah, this, so, like, yeah, this, this would like, I feel like it literally opened up a whole nother field of judging as to where you have to take into consideration, like how great was the video and audio? Like, you know, did it affect the, is it, am I judging the kids audio visual performance or am I, am I judging the camera that was used to film them? I feel like that could be really unfair in some ways. And then, you know, really kind of unlevel the playing field for a lot of, a lot of different groups out there. That's really interesting. Right. Um, I, I agree. And at the same time, I've heard a lot of groups that are like, if it's virtual, we're not doing anything, or I don't see how we can do anything, or our kids won't want to do it. So I think no matter what, there will be some sort of educational opportunity for the kids to have this winter. Yeah. Whether it's in-person competitions or virtual competitions or virtual just performances. I, I think it'd be cool to just see what everyone's doing virtually on a live stream because at that point like there's no there's no rules yeah like we don't have to sample things by word we don't have to sample things by one shot triggers we can just like hit Stop the lyrics in. and drum yeah you know and we can we can manipulate the lighting to make it look as good as possible you know we don't have to worry about like well what's what's the floor gonna look like in this other gym that is more dimly lit and they got a black ceiling and the gym is really dark versus like what's the floor gonna look like in ud arena when the whole thing's black or what's the gym gonna look like in this place where it's all halogen light bulbs and like burning your retinas out you know <laughs> um <laughs> like we can take the time to make it look even if you don't have pro professional recording professional recording devices like you can still take the time to make the kids feel like it's a, a pro level photo shoot. Yeah. You know, you don't have the stress of like, all right, kids, here's what I need you to do. I need you to get the synth cart plugged in as fast as humanly possible. Get the digital mixer up, then connect the iPad, then get the floor out, then get to your set. Don't forget anything and make sure that you have fun. Oh, we yeah. can take, we can take 30 minutes to set up, make sure everything's plugged in, ready to go, sound check everything then hit record and the kids can have a great experience yeah that yeah won't necessarily get rushed onto the floor or something so i feel like this is you know i've got a group of friends that i think we share some of these friends but they play a game called uh, wgi bingo every single year that they go to the finals and you know things like vocalist is a bingo mark or like um, <laughs> hearing certain samples or like certain stick flips or whatever and uh, so what are some things that you think 
could be added to our to the bingo you know wgi bingo this year what it say that everything goes virtual what are some things that could be checked oh, off man. or that we can expect from a lot of groups let me start uh creative incorporation of masks into uniform oh yeah oh yeah like it's already been done but it's going to be like boom 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 like you could probably put like 30 of these things on your, <laughs> on oh, your yeah. board huh i mean creative use of lighting or creative manipulation of lighting during the show okay yeah and do you think there will be any like pandemic themed shows unfortunately i certainly hope not <laughs> come on <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> i mean I, I certainly hope not just because like I'm rooting against it, but I think yeah. it's going to be there. I for sure think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> what else? Any other ideas? Oh, man. Will we see any groups like wiping down their mallets in between sets or anything? Or, I don't uh, think so. I don't think you'll see any groups like sharing stuff like that. Yeah. What um, do you think? Do you think we'll see like people sharing boards or even switching of instruments? I don't. I would imagine not. Yeah. Um. Again, like for the safety of the performer, I would hope not because right. Yeah. You know, when you design a show like that, you design it around everyone being there, and yeah. like there's a very real possibility that like. If, if you're doing things in person, like at some point, somebody's going to have to quarantine whether they get it or not. Like, oh, yeah. And you can't, you can't be like, all right, Johnny's got to push this vibraphone literally every time. And then Johnny's out of rehearsal. So, dang. All right. Susie's yeah. now going to break her neck by running into a vibraphone because we can't move it. Are we? So, yeah, that's another good one. Are we going to see a ton of holes? Are we going to see quarantine holes in our shows? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible. It's possible, but I would hope that ensembles would know, like, hey, record your show every once in a while, just in case. Like, if you know that you got a, a show, a, a show two weeks from now, and your, your video's got to be in, you know, two weeks from now, like, don't wait till the last rehearsal and be like, well, crap, Johnny's right. out. Record you know, all week. Like, record it every rehearsal. As soon as you can start recording, just record every rehearsal. Yeah. Or record every other rehearsal. Record at every other rehearsal. Yeah, you mean like record a, a run through at every rehearsal? Yeah. Yeah, not the whole rehearsal, but yeah, record do a recorded run. Right. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think that's just a good idea in general because, you know, we all figured we all lost our last performances last year you know like my group went out in concert a and like performed on february 1st and february 8th and then we were supposed to have a show like march 22nd and the season what? shut down like march 15th yeah none of so, that like we were lucky enough to do like one last rehearsal on a monday and like come in and record the last run through and we hadn't even finished the show so like our rehearsal was like all right you're gonna count to eight and then you're going to play the next chunk and then go straight into the closer. 
and this is our final run through. <laughs> yeah, I know that like our, you know, our shared high school, fantastic high school, it was their first show right before everything closed down where the electronics worked completely. And I yeah. think like the band director would say like he he like was not happy with that show. Like the performance of I can't I think like say individuals or whatever. He was just like not a great show, not a great show. But to me, I was like, finally, <laughs> all the <laughs> electronics, the mics work, uh, and the pit actually did pretty solid. Yeah, and that's like that's a great thing to take advantage of is you know making sure that you're you're not wasting any moment together, right? Knowing that there could be holes or just a a final show that happens prematurely. Right. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for finishing out this fall and for, you know, whatever happens this winter is having those checkpoints of like, just taking a look back and going, measuring the growth that you've had. You know, that was the final, that was the final recorded run through for us this past winter at, at my high school of like, all right, we got better guys. Like we never got to show everybody that we got better, but like we got way better. We finished the show. It was cool. Like we didn't get the electronic aspect finished, but it would have made it cooler. It was still cool through that throughout. Yeah. And then in marching band, we've been, you know, we did show and tells for each other. You know, the percussion ensemble did the first week of band camp and the second week of band camp, we did some, some percussion ensemble like that to just like play together you know, and then we had our, like I said, we had our band showcase this past Friday where it's like, all right, if the season got shut down right now, we still got to do band. We still got to do what we've been working on. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to play out and hopefully we'll be able to talk about it on our next couple of episodes. Um, I know that, you know, obviously both of us are going to continue to try to stay informed and we want to hear any, any of our listeners, please, po -po 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 please share with us ways that you, ways that you foresee the future happening, things that you find successful or things that flat out did not work. Be sure to reach out on us at, reach out to us at frontiered at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. We have a TikTok. Is that a thing anymore? I know we've been on our break, but is TikTok legal still? I can, so TikTok got deleted from the App Store as of today. So ugh. if you have TikTok, you can hit us up on it. If you don't have TikTok, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, should we get a Twitter? Is that, what, is that where our next move is? Do we tweet? Probably. Start tweeting to all tweet to pitsters. Okay um and then yeah do you what do we do you have anything else for this episode ryan no i would just encourage everybody like hey reach out to us and let us know what you've been doing like how's your season been going what are some things if you're a student like, like what are some things that you've learned if you're a teacher what are some things that you've done that you've gone hey this really worked and i want to continue to incorporate it into my teaching and what are some things you've done where you're like all right that was boneheaded i'm never doing that again because <laughs> uh, we all got them <laughs> cool cool yeah and of course you know if you like if you if you leave us an email there's a chance we read it on an episode there's a real solid chance we read it on an episode so you know please feel free so that your your questions can be answered and you know if obviously if we don't know the answer we're going to dig deep to try to find that mm -hmm. absolutely cool well hey i think that's all we got for you this time we'll catch you guys next time on the frontier <laughs>